Hey friends, welcome to This Person I Met. To start off our new season, we invited a very special guest. He's a broadcaster, actor, public speaker, media project manager, supervisor, director, filmmaker, and producer. He hosts the Ann Arbor Tonight Show, Michigan's first late-night live audience televised show. Born with cerebral palsy, he's also a lifelong activist for the local disability community. At first, we thought it'd be a little nerve-wracking to talk with someone with so much more experience in something we're just starting at, but talking to our guest today turned out to be super easy because with him being there, there was never a dull moment. So, let's roll out the red carpet for our guest today, Mr. Zach Damon. We always ask our guests to do like a little self-introduction at the beginning, but you have so many titles, so which one do you want to start with? Yeah, um, well, first and foremost, uh, my name is Zach Damon. I'm an artist, actor, filmmaker, uh, producer, and uh, human. <laughs> so we watched a few episodes of the Ann Arbor Tonight Show. The show is absolutely fabulous. They're so funny and energetic all the time. And I guess some of your audience and our audience probably don't know that you're actually born with cerebral palsy. Would you mind telling us, telling us a little about it? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so as you stated, Zach, uh, I was born with what's known as cerebral palsy. And uh, what that means is that's uh, damage to the cerebellum uh, during birth. And I was born premature. So when I was born, my lungs were not fully developed. Uh, so uh, that meant when I was born, I wasn't able to necessarily breathe properly uh, and get the oxygen needed. So when I was born, uh, basically the doctor uh, took me, you know, from my mother and then put me in an incubator, but that took about two minutes or so to do. And within that 120 seconds, uh, that's pretty much what caused, you know, the damage to the cerebellum, which is the part of the brain that deals with muscular coordination, walking, speech, balance, things of that sort. And um, was it challenging for you when you were growing up? You know, that's a great question. Um, you know, I think, I think everybody faces different challenges in their life uh, with their different abilities and, and uh, growing up. But I would say um, for me, I feel very fortunate um, because since I was born with a disability, I, I really didn't know any other way. So when I was growing up, it was more, my family had the philosophy of, well, this is the situation, Zach. So, you know, let's use your mind uh, so that you can kind of think outside the box and, and figure things out. And of course, naturally, sure, you know, there were challenges uh, just like we all face. Um, but, you know, just like the world and, and like all of us, uh, what we do is we go about uh, our lives doing our best uh, to use our intellect and also the skills that we're given uh, to just figure things out and succeed the best we can. And did you grow up in Ann Arbor? I did. So I was born in Los Angeles, but then both of my parents are from Michigan. So we ended up, uh, well, they ended up uh, taking myself and my two sisters from Los Angeles to Ann Arbor, and we moved here in 1989. So I did grow up here, but unfortunately I wasn't born here. <laughs> you know, I couldn't have asked for uh, a better place to grow up and a better place to be raised. Um, you know, you definitely uh, saw, uh, I think, uh, just a city that was uh, open uh, to, to giving uh, any, any resident uh, opportunities to succeed. And um, again, I feel very privileged uh, because Ann Arbor is very uh, educated town. Uh, they pride themselves on great education. 
the point is, is that I was, I feel very, very uh, blessed and grateful uh, to have grown up here with a great education uh, and just the great opportunities. And, uh, and, it, and it was fun. You know, I mean, the Ann Arbor Art Fair every year, the Ann Arbor Summer Festival, the Ann Arbor Film Festival, which is the oldest experimental film festival in the United States. Just so many different opportunities. And uh, yeah, I just felt so grateful for that. So when and how did you find your passion for the media industry? Yeah, so um, I actually started public speaking uh, when I was very, very young. Um, I started when I was about six years old. I became involved with an organization called the March of Dimes. And, you know, they have a great history. And I encourage everyone to read about that. Originally, they were raising money and members of the community and members of the U.S. were sending in dimes to raise money for uh, the polio vaccine uh, when that uh, pandemic and epidemic first first hit our country. And so people would mail in uh, dimes and different things and, and fundraise for that. But then the March of Dimes evolved from just that particular research to research with babies and individuals with birth defects. And of course, myself, you know, being born with a disability, uh, hit very close to home. My mother was very involved with the organization even before uh, I was born. And so uh, it was just kind of a natural progression. I ended up going with my mother to volunteer at some events. And that led to an opportunity to do different speaking engagements and different things uh, to be able to share my story with that community. Because um, from my experience, you know, with others, most often when a parent has a child with a disability, it's very daunting and they're not really sure where to begin, where the resources are, how they can continue to set things up so that their loved one can continue to progress and have the best resources possible. And the March of Dimes really uh, helps with that. It's a great asset for that. And so I was uh, in a position called Goodwill Ambassador. And so when I was young, you know, I would go around and talk about my situation, uh, but also the great work that the March of Dimes was, was doing. And that led me to being around a lot of different uh, media uh, professionals, whether that's television or news or radio and things like that. And, and uh, so through that, I sort of fell in love with the industry. I mean, the energy uh, being in the know, being at different events and being having the opportunity uh, to talk to those individuals. Uh, those particular individuals I was surrounded by were very encouraging. They saw the opportunity uh, and they realized that, I, that hopefully I was, I was young enough to where if I developed certain skills that that could be uh, a possibility. And I think you mentioned that you started like public speaking at the age of six. Uh, so what was that like? Do you think you were like a natural born speaker, I guess? Because that's such a young age. <laughs> Thank you. Well, that's that's a fine compliment and I appreciate that. I don't know. I think I think at the time I I just enjoyed it. I think I was just having fun with it. Um, I, I don't think I really realized at the time that it was going to be that influential in my life. I knew that that was what I wanted to do uh, because I just liked the feeling of it. Um, you know, I, I liked the response that, that I got. But yeah, I think I think when I was younger, I was just having fun. And I think that's that's also a key uh, of success, in my opinion, is that, you know, as long as you're having fun doing it as well, then I think you'll you'll never work a day in your life. You'll you'll have fun doing it. And so when I was younger, 
I mean, I don't, I think I knew that I made the choice that that's what I'd like to do in terms of being in, on that stage and, and being in front of others and being able to provide something, whether that's information or whether that's entertainment. Uh, but I think it really developed uh, into something a little bit more solidified as I got older. And um, did you receive any training along the way for? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so uh, when I was a pioneer, I was part of the uh, film and video crew uh, in high school. So, you know, we did the morning announcements uh, for Pioneer. Also uh, did certain uh, different projects, uh, you know, as a student. I remember one of my senior video projects actually uh, was I created a um, sign language interpreting training video for the state of Michigan sign language interpreters. And, uh, and that was a very wonderful experience. Uh, and so I did, I did that in high school. Uh, and then when I got to like junior college and then college, uh, you know, did some radio work uh, and then also got an internship as well at a local radio station uh, and then got hired on. Uh, as a board operator and producer at those radio stations as well. So it was kind of a progression. Uh, when I was younger too, you know, you understood that reading up on your subject matter, like both of you do, is very important in sort of the investigative journalism aspect of what we're doing, right? Because the power of, of what we do, we have the power to educate uh, and inform and inspire. And, and that's what you do. And and, uh, and that's what I think I, I hope to do as well as entertain uh, with my work. And so absolutely from, from that young age to also at Pioneer and then also uh, in college uh, studying that as well. So, and then also on the job training, I think uh, when, you're, when you're doing the work, uh, that's sometimes when you learn the most. And I know that that can be daunting and most can be like, oh my gosh, I don't want to make mistakes. I don't want to mess up. But, you know, a lot of the time, you know, you can only read so much about what you're doing and you can only read so much about a subject matter. Really, in order to, to know, you have to do it as well. And um, I really am grateful that I've had opportunities as well uh, to go and do it and to do the, the, to get my fingers dirty and to be a camera person, to do editing, to do voiceover work and, and really uh, be trained in the craft. Mr. Damon dedicates a lot of his time to his local television show, The Ann Arbor Tonight. Ann Arbor Tonight is a late night talk show primarily covering community topics. The show invites celebrities, comedians, live bands, and musical performers, along with Mr. Damon's jokes and monologue at the beginning of each show. In the interview, Mr. Damon talked about how and why he started the show six years ago. So the idea for Ann Arbor Tonight actually came about uh, in high school uh, during my senior year. I remember sitting in my room in Ann Arbor and I was talking to some friends of mine. And uh, at that time, you know, I was a big fan of The Tonight Show and of course Saturday Night Live as well. Uh, hilarious show and, and they've done some, some legendary comedy work. And I, I said to some of my friends who were also in film and video and stuff, I said, well, hey guys, wouldn't it be so fun to have like a a late night variety show in Ann Arbor where we can encompass all these different things, uh, but for the community of Ann Arbor. Now, at that time, though, it was very funny because, of course, we're all high school seniors just sitting around and they were like, yeah, sure, whatever, Zach, you know, <laughs> just talking about one of your big ideas again and things like that. And so it, uh, so that idea really kind of 
um, got put in the back of my mind very early on, but it actually didn't come to reality until 2016. So uh, a full 11 years later, it was more about being able to surround yourself with the right people uh, that believed in that vision as well and believed in that idea and that could help make it happen. And so in 2016, uh, some of my friends who, who are comics and actors, uh, they were doing a, uh, like a stand-up open mic and they were doing it at the Yellow Barn uh, facility in Ann Arbor. And one night they just needed help with taking tickets and even an individual who, you know, and it was a great experience for me because then I could see these different stand-up comedians, you know, trying out their material, trying, doing their monologues, doing their jokes. And so it was also very educational. But during that time of working the box office one night, uh, there was an individual that showed up uh, by the name of Bert Chili Chalice. And that particular individual, I found out later, ended up being a uh, writer for Jay Leno when Jay Leno was on The Tonight Show. And so, uh, long story short, we ended up uh, talking and I ended up uh, coming up to him after one of the comedy shows he had done in Novi. And I came up to him and I introduced myself and I said, hello, Mr. Chalice, my name is Zach Damon. And uh, just wanted to let you know that I've had an idea uh, to do a late night variety television program in Ann Arbor for many years. Um, I'd never done comedy before. And before I could even finish what I was saying, he just looked at me, shook my hand and said, yeah, let's do it. And I was like, oh, wow. Right there, it was, it was sort of a, a serendipitous moment because he had the experience uh, with comedy writing and knew late night to a T uh, and working many seasons with Jay Leno. I think he was on, uh, don't quote me on the amount of seasons, but I think he was on there about 12 seasons or 16 seasons or something like that. So great experience with that. And, uh, you know, I felt very privileged, uh, again, to have that opportunity. And I knew uh, in my heart that when that opportunity was given, that I had to give it everything that I could. And, you know, I was very upfront about being a novice in terms of stand-up or writing jokes or monologue delivery and things like that. Because most of my background in broadcasting had been doing commercials or doing sports or doing news. I had done a local sports show uh, right out of high school uh, called The Hot Seat with Zach Damon, where I was interviewing different U of M uh, athletes and coaches and different things. Uh, when I got involved with the Ann Arbor Commission on Disability Issues, uh, I actually helped uh, to form a disability daytime talk show called Ann Arbor Inclusive, uh, which is also uh, still in production and still being aired uh, as well. So those types of broadcasts are similar, but very different because it's a different format. Uh, so yeah, so I just was very excited to learn and did my best uh, to, to learn. And we had a pre-production meeting probably about two or three weeks later. And then, um, you know, the next month in October of 2016, uh, we, we shot our pilot. Was it successful? Yeah, so, uh, you know, that's an interesting question. I think everyone has uh, a different definition of success. Um, from my opinion, I would say yes, because it was uh, just an amazing feeling of being able to have a vision and bring that to a reality. And, you know, we have a lot, we had a live audience and, um, you know, we were able to uh, have food and catering for not only audience members and people coming to see the show, 
but also for the talent and, and the crew uh, so that they were able to be taken care of. And, uh, and yeah, and it was a great experience. And so I, I would say that it was definitely a, a success, you know, off the bat because it's an original idea and being able to give people an opportunity to, you know, if they're new to the city, you know, and they're in a, in a, in a hotel, you know, they can kick off their shoes, turn on Comcast and see Ann Arbor tonight and, and get a good glimpse into the city uh, and maybe have a few laps uh, in between. But also the students here in Ann Arbor, they work so hard. Being a former student in Ann Arbor as well, I understand that demand and, and uh, how much pressure that can be. And so even, uh, you know, students in their dorm room, right, being able to turn on Ann Arbor tonight and maybe kind of decompress a little bit, take a break from studying, take a break from exams, and just have an opportunity uh, to laugh a little bit and say, wow, that's pretty cool. I didn't know of that band. Or, hey, I didn't know so-and-so was performing at the Ann Arbor Comedy Showcase. Or I didn't know that was going on at the Blind Pig and different things. And just giving also students uh, just a nice entertaining outlet uh, that they can be proud of uh, and enjoy. Uh, because, again, the community is all a part of the show. You know, it's something that I think serves a need. Uh, in the great arts community of Ann Arbor, in the state of Michigan, and then also just in general, uh, in terms of local content. I think uh, now with streaming media and stuff and, and the way that media is shifting, uh, I think local content uh, is really being uh, becoming more prevalent. Uh, for instance, even if people uh, are in Los Angeles or in New York or Chicago, they can listen to this person I met and they can learn about the great community of Ann Arbor and the great things that Ann Arbor and its residents are doing. And also the great things that, that you, Zach, and you, Maya, are doing in terms of broadcasting and, and how you guys are, uh, you know, forming your project. So, so to answer your question, yes, I think it was a success uh, in terms of we were able to have a vision, we were able to execute uh, and, and make, it, make it happen. And, you know, six seasons later, we're, we're still going. And, uh, you know, there's, there's always things um, that you build and develop upon. There's always goals that you set. So you shoot a pilot and then, you get, then you're like, okay, we did a pilot. Now we have to move forward and work on this. And then when you've done certain seasons, you say, okay, we've got a format that works. Now it's time to always fine tune things, right? You're always fine tuning. It's just like a workout uh, or a diet or any other type of grand project that you have in your life, you're always fine tuning that so you can be the best that you can be. And that's what we're doing with Ann Arbor tonight. And uh, I like to think that it's a success. Absolutely. Mr. Damon was right. We are lucky because the media is shifting today. For us, it only took a few weeks of planning and a crazy idea to air the first episode of this podcast, but it took him many, many years of waiting for his dream to become true. However, all the wait was worth it. Ann Arbor tonight is currently in its sixth season. Along the way, Mr. Damon and his team faced many obstacles, but the support they received was tremendous. Did you encounter any difficulties when you were first running the show? Yeah, absolutely. We we definitely did uh, encounter some uh, difficulties. I think, you know, the one of the hardest things uh, that you encounter is just, um, number one, you, you know, getting to pe- getting others to believe in that vision. You know, when you have an idea, and you're like, yeah, you know, we want to do uh, this television show and we want to do a late night television show in Ann Arbor. 
you know, most look at you and they, they have no idea of like how to respond or, <laughs> or, you know, what to say to that. And so, you know, I think the biggest challenge was, you know, not making that idea to others too daunting and having it sound like it was doable. And so, so that was one challenge. And then another challenge that we faced um, was, you know, being able to understand the, the schedules of, of different people, you know, when you're booking a show or when you're, you know, dealing with a project that encompasses more uh, people than ourselves, everyone has different lives and everyone has different schedules. So you always have to do your best to, in my opinion, over communicate so that everyone can be available and everyone can also be enthusiastic about, you know, working on that particular project and, and what that entails. So the challenges we faced first were, you know, convincing others that this was going to be beneficial, excuse me, not just for myself, but also for the community. And also that it was going to help others in terms of them being able to say that they were a part of something awesome and, and that they were learning in the process. And so really what I hope that this can be is also not just something that's a great brand and that's entertaining, but that's a great uh, catalyst for you know, creating jobs and skills for others uh, on our crew and others in the community uh, where it might open up a new avenue for them. And so uh, that was one of the challenges. Another challenge that we faced also is just different, you know, uh, technical things. Uh, I remember in our pilot episode, we had a great, great musical group, great friends of mind and very storied group in the community. Uh, they're an acapella group called Three Men and a Tenor, and they do a wonderful job. And I remember they were our first guest and, uh, you know, we had different set pieces that were put together. And um, it was funny, though, because the set pieces, they're not like bolted down, bolted together. You know, they're very, very delicate. So you can't necessarily like lean on them too much or or what have you, or they'll move. Well, one of the uh, musical musicians of the group, they wanted to sit on the desk. And what ended up happening in the moment is that the desks sort of like moved and flipped and my water, you know, spilled everywhere and it got all over uh, all of my notes and, and all of myself, but you just, you know, you had to laugh it off and kind of make a joke about it and, uh, and continue on with the show. And that was during the pilot. So there's all kinds of things that happen, whether it's scheduling, whether it's, uh, you know, getting enough crewmen for your show or whether it's things that actually happen in the studio uh, in the moment. Um, has, has anybody helped you along the way? Uh, yeah, I mean, definitely. I think, you know, that's a great question. I mean, nobody is successful uh, alone. And so I think that's kind of an important, uh, you know, aspect to point out, you know, is that I think um, from my experience, absolutely. I mean, it's, um, you know, with whether it's doing a television show or whether it's uh, starting a podcast, everyone uh, has to work together and nobody is able to be successful by themselves. And, you know, so absolutely, you know, I would say that the community as a whole has definitely embraced uh, the vision that I've had for Ann, Ann Arbor tonight. And I'm grateful for that. Then, of course, you know, I've been uh, very fortunate enough to, uh, you know, be around and, and meet different uh, figures in media in Michigan and Ann Arbor. And then uh, also nationally and internationally that have uh, you know, guided me. And of course, you know, we're still building and there's a lot uh, to continue to do uh, to make Ann Arbor, uh, I would say, a more solidified brand of, of late night entertainment and sort of a destination place.
for everyone in the city, but, but absolutely, uh, there have been uh, people that have helped me along the way. And I do my best uh, to not only show that appreciation, but also do my best to where I can uh, pay it forward as well. You know, I mean, again, no one is successful on their own. And, you know, the higher we climb, the more humble we, we need to walk. And so, you know, I just do my best to know that I'm doing everything um, for all of you, the audience and, and everyone in the community. Um, because really that's, that's why I do what I do. Today, Mr. Damon shared with us his story of growing up in the great community of Ann Arbor and how he started his beloved show to give back to his community. In the next episode, he'll talk more about the ins and outs of behind the scene work and his multitasking life as an entertainer and also as an activist. Keeping this podcast going has proven to be no small feat, but Mr. Damon's passion and determination motivates us to keep going. We are also very humbled to hear his words of encouragement to our podcast. Thank you for being here with us. See you next time. What you guys have is is phenomenal. Um, I followed you guys. I followed you guys on Instagram and stuff like that. So I'm a big supporter of you guys, and I think. You know, I think it's important to really know what your mission is going to be. And then once you know that mission, uh, just go for it. I mean, the sky is the limit for, you know, what you both are doing. And I know that you'll continue to, to build and continue uh, to, to move forward.